Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks, I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. But yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the things we love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smartass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. It is. Welcome back, everybody. Ah, welcome back. <laughs> so, you, so you know, actually... I'm going to give you this information for the first time because I've withheld this information. Oh. Yeah. This is our 69th episode. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the worst Beavis and Butthead I've ever done, I think. That's okay. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 69 episodes. 69. I feel like we should do something special. I didn't even, we need a cake. <laughs> How do you eat a, a 69 cake at both ends? Both both of us at the same time. I don't don't know. know. And it's not not enjoyable for either of us. Hey, what are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know why people hate on the 69. Because, because, okay, because you don't get it. Because women have to concentrate. You don't understand. We can't, there's no bifurcation of attention if you're going to get to the end. What do you think? Penises just do their thing? Yeah. We don't have to think about them. They're just there. Yeah. Like highway signs i feel like you're leading me somewhere i'm not leading you anywhere it's just <laughs> this is very interesting you know and it it ties in nicely actually hmm. to this article i found i sent you a couple of weeks ago in, yes it was in slate and it was an article about uh an oscar nominated movie it didn't win it was nominated for two oscars best screenplay and best international film okay it's a norwegian film called the worst person in the world 
Oh, wow. I'm so relieved that I'm not in it. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a Beatrice biopic because you are not <laughs> you are not the worst person in the world. Contrary to popular opinion. Yeah, no, not at all. No, and okay. this article was talking about a scene that critics just were going crazy about. And it okay. was this scene where the main character, it's about this woman and a couple of years of her life and she's trying to figure herself out. They call it a black romantic comedy. Okay. And in this scene, she meets this other character and they stay up all night flirting. Mm-hmm. And the descriptions about it are like, it's electric. It's the most realist thing we've ever seen. And and the, and the author of this article, and I'll link the article in the show notes. The one thing that this author took away from it was that the protagonist of this movie, Julie, says this thing. She's like, you know, I prefer penises when they're not hard, you know? And the author is completely mystified. Okay. And, and that led me to kind of go... Like ever? Well, her reasoning is that if it's not hard and then she makes it hard, then it's hard because of her. Ah. Whereas if it arrives at the scene ready to go, maybe it's not there for her. Or it's a little aggressive. Or, yeah, it's a little like, (laughs) "Mm," you know? It's a little more threatening. Yeah. So I, I sent it to you because I was like, "What? what's your preference? Mm. And do you remember what you told me? I, yes, I remember. I, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, mm-hmm. but I, did you, are, are you holding that back from me too? You like screenshotted what I said? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, I, it seemed like a bit of a normie take to okay. me where it's like, why do you care? Like the people that care that they're the ones responsible to make the dick hard are the ones that like, you're not allowed to watch porn. That's cheating. Or you can't think about anybody but me while we're having sex or would be devastated to find out that. Right. Yeah. You can't watch porn, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's judgy on my part, but I felt like, and, and I've had different experiences Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe shape my opinion on this, but essentially I think I said to you, I don't give a fuck what's responsible yeah (laughs) i'm just glad you're here if it's there to fuck yeah then it doesn't matter how it got there if penetration is what you're after right and then i don't care how how you got there right and it it doesn't have to be about being hard all the time and i think that that puts a lot of pressure on some people to to be able to be like that well this is this is what you i think why you wanted to do this episode to unpack that and we've talked on this show before about broadening the definition of sex, mm-hmm. that it's not just about a hard dick and a vagina. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that you, you had found this article and, and we're kind of looking for that. Like, let's let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Especially for... And then for our 69th episode, wow, that's like... What, <laughs> I believe... There's a couple of words for that. Is that, is that a kismet? Is I that, don't know. Yeah, serendipity. Okay. Oh, serendipity. <laughs> Great Kate Beckinsale movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. So it's funny to me. Funny haha or funny peculiar? Well, yeah, both actually. Okay. About how much attention is placed on the penis. You know it's a male-dominated world. Oh, I'm aware. When Viagra and Cialis and all these erectile dysfunction Mm -hmm. medication exists. Right. Because short of trying to actually physically make a baby, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you don't need to have a hard dick to enjoy sex 
as long as your definition of sex, like you said, is has been broadened to include other than something other than insertion. Right. And it's interesting that upwards of what three quarters of women are not able to something like to that. orgasm by penetration alone. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that so much emphasis is on the hard dick. Yeah. As whether we go or don't go. And you you said something earlier about you know, about this character and Dick showing up and like it's a little aggressive. <laughs> and but I, I think that that's part of it though. Yeah. I think a lot of penis owners mm-hmm. place a lot of their own self worth in the quality of their erections. Sure. Their ability to have them, their ability to sustain them, to perform the way they want to perform, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's, I feel like that's part of the psychology behind unsolicited dick pics is that it's a display of their virility and their masculinity. And it's like, look at, look at this thing I've got here for you. Are dick pics the peacocking of... Yes. (laughs) Of the modern age? (laughs) There's some kind of cocking. I don't know. (laughs) Every time I talk about bathtubs, sealing my bathtub, Mm -hmm. people around me go, what did you say? And that just, that was apropos nothing, but it's just one of those, it's like, that just shows what kind of jokes I normally make. (laughs) And I wonder if that's one of the reasons why, I I mean, I don't really have to wonder, as women, why we find that so off-putting is because, uh, for me, it comes across aggressive. It comes across threatening, where it's like, like, maybe if men would send flaccid dick pics, it would seem a little friendlier. Okay. I mean, don't. <laughs> don't do it out there. Don't do it, guys. I, I, have, I have so much. Hey, penis havers, don't do that. But I'm just, I'm just, I, I think that, that that's part of, I've had people send those. Not as many as a lot of my friends complain about, mm-hmm. which I don't know whether to be happy or disappointed about. But it's always shocking when I get it, when I get them. And it's always like, oh, like... <sighs> It does seem aggressive and mildly threatening mm-hmm. because there's an intimation there. Like I could do shit to you right. with this yeah. if I felt like it. And it's like, well, I didn't consent to that. But you seem to be like just as just as flustered when you get unsolicited breast photos. Titty pics, yeah. I mean Titty pics. Well, yes, okay. It's like a flaccid dick pic, a classic under promise over deliver sort of situation <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe because sending a hard dick pic could be one of those over promise under deliver situations it might not it might not even be their dick this is the thing well okay and I mean, I, who sends somebody else's dick lots of people if you're and again this is it's it's dick fishing but if your goal is to and i i never understand catfishing with somebody who legit wants to meet the person that they're catfishing mm. If your plan or your goal is to ultimately fuck the person that you're sending that picture to. Sure. And you send somebody else's dick. Do you think they're not going to notice? You feel like, I feel like they feel like they'll never remember this. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to whip out your phone and do a side by side and go, um, excuse me. This looks a little bit different. I love that we're doing this because it seems like there are so many dicks on TV lately. Uh, Like, I've been watching TV a long time. I've been watching movies a long time. And it just seems like in the last, like, six months, and I realize I'm late to the party on Euphoria. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they just finished season two, and I'm still, like... We're only a couple episodes into the first season. I'm still, like, spinning 
over season one, episode two. I haven't been able to get, I can only watch it for like 20 minutes at a time. It's so distressing to me. <laughs> but there's all kinds of dicks in there. And we're watching this new series called Minx. Well, even before that, Pam and Tommy, there oh, was, yeah, all, there was a right. whole scene where, where Tommy Lee's, he has a conversation with his dick. Well, and his dick is in it a lot. His, well, in the first few episodes, and then you don't see it anymore. It's kind of weird. They kind of hook us with the yeah, dick. Yeah, it was a little bit of a bait and switch. It I was like. a little yeah. bit of a bait and switch. I mean, switch. It, it, was a, it was a good series. I, I wonder if it was good because... You and I both, rem- I mean, I was a, I'm a little older than you, so I remember a little clearer than you did about what when that actually went down. Yeah. So the nostalgia was maybe bigger for me, and yeah, maybe the maybe the sense memory of the video was a little bit more for you. But I, I wasn't super super impressed with how it ended. To be no, honest. it kind of it started it was, off strong and ended a little weak. It ends but, not with a bang, but no. with a whimper. And and I think full frontal male nudity used to be something that you almost never saw. Never. Never, never, never. And in the span of, you're right, in the span of like less than six months, like yeah, it's three like, months. There are just dicks, dicks everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> we just started a show, it's an HBO Max original called Minx. Minx, yeah. And it's about, it's about basically. <laughs> it's uh, set in the 70s. Set in the 70s. This precocious, you know, highly educated woman. Vassar graduate. Vassar graduate. Wants yeah. to. She has an idea of coming up with a feminist magazine. <laughs> it's called the. The matriarchy awakens, and matriarchy, it's like yeah. it sounds so angry. One of the one of the characters in the in the show was like, "It sounds like I'm being yelled at by a teacher when I'm reading this." <laughs> That's what it was like. So she, so long story short, she hooks up with this this publisher who publishes a bunch of skin mags. Yeah, and they smut, come up a smut dealer. Yeah, and they come up with this idea of like, "Hey, feminism is about women also being able to have smutty magazines." Yeah. And they create a magazine with nude men, but have these feminist articles. Right. Which I thought, we talked about it today, thought that maybe it was based on some kind of reality. And it on, seems on like it's loosely based on Playgirl, because Playgirl had a similar sort of trajectory yeah. to have a feminist version of Playboy, basically. But it's kind of interesting because there's actually a reference to the actual issue of Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. that featured a very naked, very hairy Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds on a bearskin rug, on a bearskin rug yeah. and how women went absolutely fucking apeshit. And I remember my mom, like she didn't subscribe to it, but she fucking picked it up. She had that Cosmo. She, well, she, no, she didn't, she didn't subscribe, but she picked it up every, every weekend at the oh, grocery at the store. Grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Or the, every the month. Check out, the checkout aisle. Every, every yeah. month at the grocery store. Yeah. And I learned a lot about sex and I mean and toxic diet culture and <laughs> I was way too young reading Cosmopolitan magazine yeah there's there's I remember reading Cosmo and we did a whole issue on the Cosmo oh yeah capsule. that's right oh my but god but I remember reading Cosmo magazines a little like I was probably maybe in my late teens early 20s when I kind of got my hands on my first Cosmo mm-hmm. and I remember going holy shit like oh yeah what the fuck is this I like, know it looks I still have okay here's a funny story maybe I think I brought this up when we were talking about our our like sexual origin stories my now ex-husband bought a copy of the Cosmo Kama Sutra <laughs> and then when he moved all of his shit out that was the one thing that he left in the nightstand <laughs> I was like bitch you need this more than I do yeah seriously eh? anyway. I mean all the love in the world but also. but but in that but episode anyway so yeah so they they they're auditioning oh sorry you were gonna say no they were I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say they were auditioning centerfolds Male centerfolds. Male centerfolds. And I was not ready for the number of dicks. There were a lot I- of dicks. And 
a lot of different kinds of dicks. Yes. And the and the main character in, in the show. She's a little bit of a Joyce, She's like, do we even really need to see this before the photo shoot? Like, I mean, all dicks are the same, aren't they? And everybody <laughs> looks at her and goes, are you fucking kidding Have me? Have you even seen a Have dick? Have you seen a dick? Yes, I've seen plenty. I, I've seen two and a half. In dim light. In dim light. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my, right? Yeah. And the other character, Bambi, she's, yeah. she is like the- Miss June, July, and August of Bodacious Bottoms. Ah. Busy and, summer. And also like Girl Friday apparent, yeah, you know? Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, there's like- Shorties Long, and fatties. Longies and shorties and fatties and flatties. And I was like, flatties? What's a flatty? I'm imagining like a tapeworm of some type. And the gay guy's like, you know, bored and- yeah. <laughs> arrogant and like he's got all these like insistent yeah he's kind of really aggressive adjectives for dicks it's a fun little show it's a fun little show we're enjoying it yeah they're bite-sized little episodes and it seems to be quite quite fun yeah and one of the episodes we watched today i i it was funny because i was like this is supposed to be 1971 and it looks like 1971 but there's 2020 bodies in there because there's a lot of like round butts there's a lot of ass and i watched a lot of 70s porn mm, nobody Those has an ass were no, not yeah. in 70s no porn. no 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 nobody got an ass <laughs> for a long time you like, grow at a bush for a, a show in the 70s mm-hmm. but it's 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 difficult you to flatten an ass yeah oh yeah no 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 i remember the 70s it wasn't pretty no, no 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 everybody was skinny as fuck yeah but that, that comment, like, all dicks are the same, mm. that was another thing that kind of made me go, huh. Like, I wonder, for people who don't have their very own bio cock, do they think like this? Or is it a function of your familiarity with penises that you come to that conclusion that they are all different and they all work differently? I mean, if you've seen any porn, it's interesting because... Well, if you've seen porn, it looks like it all works one way. No, sure. But there's there, there's lots of different dicks in porn, but it seems like there's only one type of pussy in porn. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So when you sent me that article, I was actually kind of surprised because as someone who, as a, as a woman who has experienced in some of my partners, what Dr. Murray would refer to as erectile disappointment, mm-hmm. I in the past, would take that very personally. I would take a flaccid penis very, very personally. Right. And it's really such an interesting, complex issue because it goes deeper than just biological function and it goes deeper than than just attraction and desire. It's about what we were talking about before, a broad definition of sex, mm-hmm. about the way men are characterized sexually in our culture that they are just these you know fuck robots that are supposed to be always ready and always turned on Well, that's what porn shows us right and i'm glad that you brought this topic up because i thought that was such an interesting thing that there are women that are turned on by a soft penis Uh or find you know like the sensation of when they take them in hand to get them to feel them getting hard in their hand or they prefer to start a blowjob with a soft dick with a soft dick right whereas i i would sort of take that as an affront it's like <laughs> i got ready to, to show up here why are you not ready <laughs> I, I assume that you've never had discussions with your friends about this kind of stuff no it's not been something with my male friends 
And okay, uh, apologies. It's going to be a bit kind of heteronormative in the, in this respect. Fair. I've not talked to any of my male friends about erectile problems. It's okay. not come up in a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 69 come. <laughs> yeah. So, it's not it's yeah, I don't I don't know if this is something that my peer group experiences or it might be, but generally speaking, these sorts of things tend to occur more frequently with higher you know more enhanced age mm. right mm-hmm. and that has to do with a bunch of factor circulation all sorts of different sorts of things right but maybe it's the kind of stuff people in my age group aren't experiencing quite as often but maybe 10 years from now or 15 years from now it might be a bit more commonplace i don't i don't know what i find interesting is the fact that more men suffer from a psychological ed mm-hmm. as opposed to a bile of or a physiological ed right. i think in, in most cases it's a psychological problem which is why those ed meds work so well because they help you get out of your head yeah but i think that's so interesting like instead of charging you 20 bucks a pill for viagra like why don't you why don't you give people like fucking hot tamales and just tell them that it's a fucking viagra <laughs> I just wonder, you know, with, with, uh, that's so great how you can talk about us all getting older as enhanced age. I like that. Enhanced. (laughs) Are you old? No, I'm enhanced. I like that. But so many of the relationships that like, once you get into your late forties, early fifties, there's a lot of people who their sex lives are suffering. And so they may not even know that there's an issue or they may not have to confront an issue like that because- it doesn't come up, if, so to speak. I mean, if they're if you know if they're in the back half of a couple decade long relationship, mm-hmm. they might there might be other issues around sexual intimacy that that preclude whether the penis even works or not. Yeah, like my grandparents. Oh my god! And I think my dad as well sleep in separate. Well, they slept in separate bedrooms. Oh, okay. Right. Your dad and his wife sleep in separate beds? Yeah. Separate bedrooms? Yeah. Like completely different bedrooms. Wow. Yeah. And and I remember going when my paternal grandparents, when they moved out of my dad's childhood home into a condo, mm-hmm. they had a two bedroom condo and they had bedroom, they each had one of the bedrooms. Like the queen. I guess. Yeah. Well, and also the president of the United States. What? Yeah. I, at least in House of Cards. I don't know if that's... <laughs> I don't know if that's legit oh, or yes, not. Yes, that's real. But they had they had separate bedrooms as well in oh, the, shit. In the okay. West Wing or East Wing or wherever the fuck the, they, oh, they wow. sleep, wherever okay. the residence is in, okay. the, in the White House. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know if that's a generational thing or, or not. But I mean, if you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, how often is it going to come up whether or not the dick works? I don't know, because I, I, I feel like just like we were talking about in the last episode, that desire requires obstacle. Mm. Like in a multi-decade relationship, is that enough of an obstacle where it's like, hey, can I come to your room tonight? Can I come hang out with you in your room? <laughs> like that's kind of sexy to me. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, we have separate bedrooms in different houses. In different cities. <laughs> in different cities. There's an obstacle for you. <laughs> that explains our sex life a lot. Three hours in traffic last night. That's, that's <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was Thank bad. you, Toronto. Yeah, that was uh, good. It's like dick pics. In the sense that someone somewhere must enjoy receiving an unsolicited dick pic. Mm -hmm. It has to be to encourage this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. Listeners, if you've 
ever enjoyed receiving an unsolicited dick pic, email us or hit us up on Instagram because mm. I've yet to find someone who says, oh yeah, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. unsolicited dick pics. And I think this this expectation that dicks are always hard and that they're always ready to go, mm-hmm. I think that comes from a similar sort of place that there's enough people who are like that, that the expectation is set for everybody else, that they're always going to be able mm-hmm. be able to perform. But I don't think, physio- you mentioned it earlier about psychological versus physiological problems and that mm-hmm. a lot of it tends to be psychological it's unbelievable to me how your mindset can change your ability as a penis owner to have an erection or not have an erection i don't know how you guys do this honestly i asked you this this morning yeah what you think about because we read an article about flirting yes and how you know what's what's okay flirting not what's not okay flirting when does it get dangerous when does it when is it cheating when blah, 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 a lot of hand wringing about a whole big nothing burger of something that we all do yeah well i mean for for strictly monogamous people i i could see the hand wringing but we kind of yeah. looked at it and went and and yeah and i asked you like what do you think about during because i have the luxury i'll call it of thinking about whatever i want yeah especially when you know when you're going down on me and it's not that we're not connected but like that's when i can sort of go into my fantasy vault right and pull out some files Mm -hmm. and assist you and you said what did you say when i asked you like what do you think about you said nothing and then I clarified it, but but nothing. But but I think that's a ama- like. How do you like the fact that I can let my brain go wherever, wherever it goes, and I have to like. I mean, I have to push intrusive shit away. Yes, but but in but in in the case of this morning where there's nothing on the agenda, no, it's just leisurely, sure, kind of hedonistic enjoyment, sure. It was, yeah, it's pretty easy to do. You can let your mind wander because it's not going to wander to weird stuff. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. But yeah, like on a, on a Thursday morning, yeah, I we have a limited amount of time and I got to get my shit together. It, it's a razor fine edge. <laughs> it, it really, it truly is uh-huh. for me. And other people might, are going to have different experiences. But for me, there's this line that has to be walked metaphorically between concentrating enough, not getting distracted... Uh-huh. And then in my case, distraction doesn't generally lead to a loss of erection. It just leads to a loss of orgasm. What do you mean? Like, like you won't? Yeah. Like I just, I you won't just get won't. there. You won't if get I get there. distracted yeah. enough in the wrong way, it you, just... It just runs away. It runs away. Yeah. Right. Okay. But on the flip side, if if I focus too much on <laughs> on the pleasure and the enjoyment, then I might finish sooner than I want to. Right. Right? Yes. And so... I have to keep my mind clear mm-hmm. and I enjoy the immediate visuals but, and sensations right in front of me. It, but then like also like not appear disconnected. Of course. I don't want yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, hello, <laughs> hello. But I, I think that's amazing. And, and I don't, I don't think that enough non-penis havers understand that delicate balance and how difficult that is. 
And well, combined with all the physicality involved yes, in actually but, thrusting for however long. And right? I, th- I think that's Ruby Rider is absolutely right. Uh-huh. You got to follow her new account, by the way. She got shadow banned or properly banned? Properly banned. And so she's had to rebuild. Yeah. And so we should put her new account okay, in the show we'll notes. This, because you'll send it to me and I'll put it in the amazing. show notes. amazing. Her pegging paradise is... Yeah. And that everyone should try pegging because if you are a non-penis haver, you need to understand how much work that is. And I just experienced the physical work mm-hmm. because my dick is silicone and nothing is going to bring that fucker down. Yeah. Like it's just... It, it, I'm like, how do you guys do this? <laughs> it's it, it's really quite a miracle of biological engineering. Like, <laughs> but because there's such a, a mind body connection yeah. for it, yeah. And I don't get any kind of. I don't really. I think the other the other part that struck me when I was reading the article that you sent me about the you know liking soft dicks is this sense of ownership that that yeah. monogamous people still feel over their partner. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend that I don't enjoy looking over at your soft dick and all I have to do is talk about him. <laughs> and I can I can watch that. And and that sense of it's sort of a wry smug kind of power play <laughs> where I it's like and you're going he knows you're looking at him. He knows you're talking about him. And he just goes, oh, what? So, what? Somebody's talking about me? What? 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or we talk about certain topics or we talk about mm-hmm. certain, you know, we take a little walk down memory lane right. or something. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of amazing. And then, you know, like we, we go through a couple of coffees on a Saturday morning and and a variety of topics. And it's kind of like, up and down, yep. up and down, up and down. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know if it's physiologically possible or beneficial to maintain a hard penis twenty four hours a day. Like, I mean, I don't think it's practical. No, and could be problematic in in certain business situations. <laughs> yeah, and I would imagine painful. Yeah, this is okay. I'm going to say something a little controversial here. Oh, because this has been weaponized. In a lot of ways, and it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But blue balls is actually a thing. You're looking at, you're giving me that look. And I know it's a thing because I have experienced it. Now, nobody will die. It's not life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be coerced into doing anything because their partner has blue balls. But I think I've worked on this and I've tried to figure this out on what exactly it is biologically. And I think what it is is that, I mean, you know that the penis is spongy tissue, right? Mm-hmm. Did you find something about blue balls? Yes. <laughs> okay, hold on. So you know that the penis is spongy tissue, right? Yes. And that it becomes engorged with blood and that's what the erection is. I'm familiar, okay. yes. So I think that the sensation of blue balls is when you have a sustained erection and then it's the pain of that blood leaving that that tissue. That's what I think it is. But what did you find? So the official term for it is epididymal hypertension uh-huh. which is thought to occur when you get sexually aroused for an extended period of time but don't have an orgasm or ejaculation it's not dangerous and it's not a reason to pressure a partner into sexual activity legit exactly what i just said <laughs> yes except i didn't know what it was actually what the medical term was, yes because i'm not that kind of doctor it can cause pain and aching in the testicles after having an yep. erection without an orgasm yep 
Despite the name blue balls, the testicles typically won't turn blue. But no. if you can see a bluish or purplish hue on the testicles, this may be a sign of a more serious issue. Testicular torsion, which is a whole other thing. You, you do not want that. No. Have you, have, are you familiar with that? No, but I, I can imagine. You fucking flick a testicle. Appar- and- apparently, like, back in the, in the late 80s when breakdancing was big, uh, uh, people would get testicular torsion from all the spinning. No. I wish you could see Dante's face right now. <laughs> oh. He looks like he's in a, in, a, in a delicate type of pain. <sighs> when people with male sexual organs are aroused, the blood vessels to the penis and testicles expand to allow a greater volume of blood flow. Yep. Over time, this blood causes the penis to expand. Blah, 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 blah. That is so weird. It was like you read this. I swear to God, I've never researched it at all. Just my personal experience. I mean, it's fine. It is, this is the problem. This is why I think it's controversial is because people, I don't know. People have used it as, as an excuse yeah, like, oh, to well, coerce we, their, yes. their partner into, and it's like, you can't give me, you can't leave me with blue balls. And that is absolutely not okay. And if, if you have anything less than enthusiastic consent, you, you shouldn't be doing that shit anyways. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Going back to that article that was the impetus of all this. I realized that sounded like impotence. I didn't mean. I didn't mean for that to. to <laughs> it's a lot of double try, entendres. Trying today. to use all my fancy words. <laughs> we were kind of thinking about. It got us thinking about because I was kind of surprised that there were women out there or people that appreciate penises that appreciated the soft dick because that was always something that I kind of took personally. Right. And we started talking about like, you know, as somebody who who enjoys interacting with penises, like, what do you wish you knew? about penises and then like as a penis haver what do you wish people that interacted with your penis knew right right so for me personally i wish that i knew how complex Hmm. it is that there is a psychological component a physiological component and i wish i'd known earlier not to take that so personally because I, i think i think that would have changed some of my relationships with said penises yeah because i know that it it because of the way women's desire works mm. if a woman feels like you're not attracted to her or you don't desire her can derail a lot of stuff absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely and if i'd known and i think if a lot more women knew that a hard dick doesn't necessarily stand as a requirement for desire or attraction or arousal or wanting to be turned on or wanting to have sex or wanting to be close, I think that would have changed the intimacy of a lot of my relationships. And I think it would change a lot of relationships for other people. Mm-hmm. And to appreciate, you know, I think I think that, I think there's a lot of super rapid, radical societal change going on right now. Mm. I think this is why everything feels a little bit... That's why we're seeing so many dicks on TV. (laughs) I mean, that's a great change. I'm really... (laughs) You're happy about that? Thank you for that. I am. I am happy about that. Because, you know, that's what feminism is, is equality. That's right. Sebastian Stan for the win, eh? Woo! Oh, (laughs) shit. You know what? He he does a good job. Oh, yeah, he does a good job. (laughs) He's a great Tommy Lee. He's a great Tommy Lee, but like even when he's not Tommy Lee, I'm like, hmm. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew, and, and not like, uh, like, and you, I've learned a lot from you, like through our relationship. Right. And I think there is so much of an emphasis on the penis itself. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
that I, I, I don't, I, I think that a lot of people who like penises, I'm going to say women, because that's my experience. There is all kinds of like untouched territory <laughs> that is so, you know, appreciated of attention by you. And I'm sure by other men, the balls are like a gold mine of sensation. If you do that shit properly, but they're tricky. They are tricky. And, and I recognize how difficult that might be for people who are playing with balls. I think you need to pay attention to your partner's face. And if someone is wincing or... But, but what works one day... Oh, I know. ...might be completely different on another day. Sure. So it's not like you figure it out and then you're good forever. No, 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 no. You, you have to be, you have to be uh, keeping in touch... Absolutely. With yeah. your partner. Yeah, right? no. But there there's some there's some great things that you can do there. Mm-hmm. Also, what some have referred to as the devil's driveway, <laughs> that nice little patch of skin between the ball sack and the anus. The anus. <laughs> also, a nice little a nice little highway to hell if you're <laughs> if you're staying with the <laughs> with the analogy. <laughs> analogy see what i did that <laughs> analogy i also think it's interesting and i don't i'm sure this is also not a conversation that you've had with a lot of your male friends that it seems like the newest sort of frontier right now with the straight man is how many of them will allow a woman to play with their assholes yeah and we saw a funny tweet a little while ago about men pretend like they don't understand what consent is but if you try to stick your finger up a guy's ass, they understand what consent is pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I always think that's such an interesting litmus test, if you will. Right. About how comfortable someone is with their sexuality. Like, and I mean straight men. Yeah. When I say someone, I mean straight men. And I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, that there's, we have. there's a lot of straight men out there who think if anything goes in their ass, it makes them gay. Yeah. Which it's like that is the most ridiculous thing, and yeah. I think even that if it's a woman that's doing it, yeah, then it's gay. Because I think they're the missing butt. out. They're yeah. missing out. Would you not agree that they're missing out? Yeah, I mean, try it. Yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody. No, but. and I always take the personal philosophy that you should try everything at least twice. Yeah, just to because make you sure. might be might have been horrible at it the first time. Right, you got to give it another go. And if you if you try something twice and yeah, then okay, fine. then no. and it's not your thing, right? I mean, twice with the same person or twice with like different people. I think just twice, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think you're gonna know. Mm-hmm. You're gonna know if it if it feels good or if it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think I wish I'd known that. I think women sort of get taught that men are all the same. Yeah. Like we're all these unique creatures and we need all these different things and there's all these different preferences and that men just like, like growing up with Cosmo, this is how you give a blowjob. Right. And I think that does you guys a little bit dirty. I think that men, there's a lot more nuance with men Mm -hmm. too and they like a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't even know what they like because- They've only had something one way or a lot of them, a lot of you arrive at partnered sex having jerked off. Mm -hmm. And so you carve a bit of a groove in there. And I think women need to understand that too, that people are arriving at partnered sex with a lot of different experiences and, and preferences. But I think it's, I think it's important that men are 
also vocal about what they like yes. and what they want. Communication is always important in a relationship in general, but specifically when you're having a sexual relationship with someone, mm-hmm. being able to communicate what you like and what you don't like. Yes. And as the other person in the relationship or people, depending on the structure, being able to hear that feedback <laughs> and not getting offended by it. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you approach partnered sex with a willingness to learn, yes, and a, and an attentiveness, yes, I mean, I, it's the way I try to approach it. I mean, with with your past sexual partners, like, have you had anyone ask, like, what do you like, or do you like this, or does that feel good, or, or almost do, never, almost never, no, they just kind of go in, and did you find if, it, if I come, it's cool, then it must have been okay. Right. I, I feel was the kind of mindset. I mean, but, and it's not and is, is that, I was going to say, not, is that not true? It's not way off. <laughs> I mean, who, who said sex is like pizza? Was that Tommy Lee? No. Who said that? Apparently, it was attributed to David Lee Roth. Okay, sorry, different rocker. Yeah. Yeah. That even when it's bad, it's good. Still pretty good. It's still pretty good, yeah. right? And so... Only for men. Okay, but I mean, it was a dude Only, saying it. Yeah, it was a dude saying it. But like, because that's the thing. Like, if you come, how bad could it be? Yeah. But for women, bad sex is bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, sex can be like pizza, but bad sex is like raw liver. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. like bad sex is like cottage cheese. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of the worst food. In a cantaloupe. What? <laughs> in a cantaloupe. Like cottage cheese. Oh, God, God no. <laughs> Looks like a yeast infection. <laughs> what's what's that? Oh, bad sex is like durian. How's that? Durian gets a bad rap. It's quite delicious. It smells awful. It does. But oh my, you get beyond the smell. It's actually quite an interesting taste. <laughs> it's it's the umami of fruit. I'm not selling it, am I? No, not at all. No. Thank you, though, for that attempt. But no, but to your point, I I don't think I've had anybody ask that. Mm-hmm. In any kind of detail or with any real enthusiasm for what the answer might be. Right. 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 And I think, you know, for people that are strong proponents of monogamy, Mm -hmm. they see that as one of the benefits is that you have you you have one partner and you can learn about them throughout the duration of that relationship. Sure. Although I think that's one of the advantages of non-monogamy can be yeah is that if you try out your skill set on mm-hmm. someone else and maybe it doesn't work as well as it works on your partner mm-hmm. or if someone else reacts a certain way or moves a certain way or another partner does something else a little bit differently i mean it could be a little bit dicey to go hey you know what she tried and it was really cool i mean you got to be really <laughs> you got to be really secure in your relationship but I also think, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying out a move. Yeah. And you go, ooh, that's new. You go, yeah, I thought you might like that. You don't have to go, oh, well, I learned that from so-and-so. <laughs> but I think it's actually a good way to keep you sharp. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's it can become very easy to fall into a routine of like step one, step two, step three. Yeah. When turn you, on Carson and go to sleep. That's right. right like when you... Carson. <laughs> no, I was trying. Holy shit. <laughs> We're talking about the 70s. No, we only love Colbert around here. Well, and, and... And Seth Meyers. And Seth Meyers. But Colbert, I'm telling you, Stephen, if you're out there, we're on to you. I swear to God, 
him and Evie must be in an open relationship. We're on to you. I think they're swingers. I think so. I Steven, think so. we're on to you and we are here for it. We will come to you. You can come to us. Doesn't matter. I mean, we're- I should say al- allegedly are allegedly allegedly because we don't know we don't know <laughs> but but there's a lot of there's a the lot of language and, there's a lot of lingo and you know that or his writers somebody in his writing room must be because yeah there are there are some i don't know he says he delivers those lines with a sparkle in his eye yeah, man yeah. and i'm just like we are here for it because right now the big thing is this Madison Cawthorn yeah. uh, GOP uh, orgy congressman talking about orgies and he's got a lot cocaine fueled of- orgies. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, and and just the hearing the way he talks is like I have hmm. to say, few things upset me more than the idea of accidentally fucking a Republican at an orgy. Just, <laughs> would, that would be so distressing to me. Yeah, I mean, do you put that on your poll question? I did not. <laughs> I might, though. There's always room for another poll. There's always room. Is there anything that you wish people that appreciate penises yeah, out there knew about penises or how to? I've been, I've been blown away. <laughs> so many puns today. By some things that partners have brought to the relationship. You talk about like a skill set or a toolbox or things like that. Okay. I think it's always pleasantly surprising to get into that kind of relationship with somebody and then and then realize that they do something that you really like. Okay. But I think that do you, it, have, do you have an example? Do you have a juicy example? Well, for blowjobs me? are a perfect example. Okay. Because everybody's got a different blowjob technique. Okay. Have you really? They yeah. do. Okay. I'll give you a, a, a perfect example. Okay. Using your hand, not using your hand. Okay. Right. Some people think a blowjob is just like deep throating a oh, lollipop, right? Yeah. Oh. And 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 a lot of porn is like that as well, sure. right? Or fucking throat fucking or anything like that, hate kinda, that shit. right? Yeah. And you know the addition of of a hand or two or two can completely change. I mean, you could do the blowjob the exact same way, but now the experience is completely different. And I I would add to that that I think a, a lot more women would do it a lot more often. And with more gusto, if they knew that they could use their hands as like a second mouth, yeah, and to cover that to cover that that shaft area, because I think I think you're right. I think a lot of women feel like they just gotta put that thing all the way in, and it changes it up completely. And for some people, if you're dealing with a, a fairly large penis, that can be rough, man. Yep. Well, and I think if you think about the way. A person with a penis masturbates. Right. And you think of, I like jerking off. I like, I like sex too, That's right? what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. That's what I hear. You know? And, but if you think of that, it's that sustained pressure. Right. And I think if you're making like that okay sign there where you put your thumb and forefinger together, like if you, you can maintain that pressure a lot easier mm-hmm. with a couple of fingers than mm-hmm. with lips, let's right. say. Right. 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 And so I think... A willingness to try different things, mm-hmm. and but but unfortunately, because a lot of guys are shit at communicating, mm. you have to be really attentive to what's going on and look for those kind of smaller, nonverbal cues sure. that that can indicate that what you're doing is working or or, or not or, or not, not working. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think a lot of you know when you're putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable in those kinds of situations. And you feel like on either side Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're being, you feel like you're being critiqued. 
Right. That any kind of any kind of uh, constructive criticism is in fact. Yeah, like it's not taken very well, no. right? Like people, people are very so to be open minded and say, you know, this this really feels good. This not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy to communicate that either no. because you don't want to upset the person, right? Because you're like, you're I with. don't want to say anything because it might not happen ever again. Yeah, because I mean, it, it was it was good enough. You yeah. know, I don't want to run the risk of not getting it ever again. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and and you're right. Like men aren't great at communicating, no, and I think we're I not. I think that it's that's something that needs to change too. Mm-hmm. That there's so many misconceptions about how it's so easy for men to just you know get their dick hard and get off. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the orgasm gap is very very real. Yes, between hetero couples. Mm-hmm. But if people would slow down and communicate more, then you know. So we we did a little bit of a poll. Yeah, because I wanted to know what our listeners, followers on IG, you know, what if they had it. Because my lived experience with a dick is going to be different than other people's experience with a dick. Sure. And so I I wanted to know what other people were kind of. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share a couple of these with you, okay. and just maybe we can flesh that out a little bit. <laughs> flesh it out. <laughs> one one poll answer was that. So the question was, yeah. two penis havers, what do you wish non-penis havers knew? Right. And one was, we can't perform on cue, even guys need to get turned on. And I think that's, a, that's we kind of referred to that earlier, that the, the misconception is that men are just ready to have sex anytime, and that's the expectation, and that women are the demure sex, and right. that... You know, y'all are just standing around waiting for us to be in the mood. And yeah. then you're like, okay, cool. And some men might be like that. Yeah. But we're all emotional beings. Yes. And the, and the, and if someone is distracted or stressed or, or busy or got their mind on something else, that it like, it's okay to take some time to get someone into the mood or to get into the mood. There is, in my experience, a difference between straight into it sex and build up to it sex okay and it's a net positive to there is a that that relationship is directly correlated with the amount of teasing and you know foreplay and time spent getting ready for it Mm -hmm. the orgasm is stronger okay in both or just for you for me for you it is okay for me what that person commented about we need to be turned on Mm -hmm. even if you can perform without being turned on generally speaking in my experience it is better the more turned on you are and and do you feel like that would be a deeper connection and a deeper emotional connection to your partner if there's some time taken to for some foreplay and for like i think if your partner is investing that time with you Mm -hmm. i think that even if it's on a subconscious level, is showing you a level of care right. that can allow you to be more vulnerable, can allow you to let go a little bit more and, and fully embrace it. Can I can I share a story? I don't know the story, but sure. Okay. It's not me. It's someone that I know. Okay. And she's not married to this person anymore, but her then husband wanted to have sex with her like like every day. Yeah. And they had two very small kids and their relationship was garbage. And he, he was, I think he was playing on three or four different recreational sports teams. Oh my Lord. 
Yeah, so he was not home. Very, no. Like at the critical time. Right. Right? What young parents usually refer to as the witching hour. Right, yeah. Right? Dinner, bedtime, like just like where doing it all by yourself is just like... And then coming home and wanting to have sex. Coming home, a couple beers in him, wanting to have sex, and she's just like, fuck you. And so she would literally turn her back towards him in the bed and say, go ahead, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. And he would. And he would. And he would, which was I mean, even worse. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I mean, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I realize you don't give a shit about this, but. Basically, he was jerking off inside of her. And that, like, I remember hearing that story and just going, that is the saddest. That is the worst story I've ever heard. I mean, the happy ending, she's not with that person anymore. She's not. I'm, I'm trying to work out in my head who that is. You tell me later. But, I'll tell you later. Yeah. But it was just like, wow. Like, talk about, like, just no connection, no intimacy, no affection, no desire, nothing. Just dick and vagina. Couple pumps, it's over. Are you happy now? Okay, cool. Good night. Like just just awful. Like just awful. Wow. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot to be said for how a woman responds when she is properly aroused, which well, takes some time. I I on the on the female side of it 100 percent. 100 percent. there is i don't think there's any question about that and it always makes me cringe when you know i i mean whatever social media platform where you know they talk about oh you know the pussy was so tight and you're like you're doing it wrong bro you're doing it wrong <laughs> is she not ready or you're not the one yeah the difference on both sides yeah so I thought that when you when you can take the time, obviously. I mean, yeah, there's a time I mean, and a place yeah, for quickies I mean, for have, sure. We have we have we have fast food sex sometimes. Yep, it happens sometimes. So the the second one was kind of what you alluded to when you're talking about about balls, and it was kind of cute because they used like basketballs, right? Because you know you don't want to get banned on IG. Yeah. Also, if you grab a guy's basketballs, be very gentle. Soft touches fire. Mm-hmm. But that's also very personal sometimes for me soft touch is necessary sometimes a little tug mm-hmm. it's gonna do it but if you tug at the wrong time uh-uh. that ain't it yeah have you worked out when is the right time for I pulling think, early on or no late? i think generally speaking the more aroused i am the more you can tug the the more in general whether it's like nipples or balls or any of those kind of like <laughs> Not prime time sort of mm-hmm. areas. I think, yeah, you, you can be more aggressive with that for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why, like, when he was talking about, like, y- you know, you need to be super gentle. Not necessarily. Maybe I mean, for you. start gentle. Sure. That Nobody's ever going to be like, you gentle is awful. Like, yeah, no. Start gentle. But you can ramp it up. And again, you have to, as the, as the person with the balls, you have to communicate what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And as a person playing with the balls, you have to be paying attention yep. to what you're doing and, and how it's making your partner react. I also, personally, I also think that there are erogenous zones. I mean, I'm getting like Monica vibes. I was thinking the French. Seven, yeah. seven, yeah, seven. Yeah. There are seven. A one, two. A one, two, three. But I think that those those zones are made apparent on a woman's body. But I think that a lot of people 
ignore those zones on men. Mm -hmm. They just go straight for the dick and the balls and whatever. And like, there's a lot of other spots that if you try or you do in combination, Mm -hmm. have a very nice outcome. Yes. So to speak. Yes. (laughs) Outcome. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah, I like it. Okay. What do you think about talking during? Oh, this is a really, I think... This is a personal preference thing mm-hmm. because I've had partners that want a lot of talking. Okay. Really? Do they like, they would say like, talk to me. Yeah. And I'm seeing your face right now. You look a not, little. It's not my strong suit. <laughs> and Dan Savage talks about it. Like dirty talks easy. Yeah. I'm going to do this thing to you. I'm doing this thing to you. I just did this thing to you. Right. Like, right if you right. follow that script, you can. Come up with some sufficiently dirty things to say. It reminds me of like the essay hamburger. You're right. Yeah. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them what you told them. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much the same same thing. thing. Yeah. 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 But with But that sounds like a lot of talking. Sounds like a lot of of talking. Yeah. And I, that one's, that one's tough for me because I, I'm vocal, Uh but I, but I'm not dictating stuff. (laughs) Dictating. Yeah. Just gonna try and cram as many puns in as oh, we can. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah, it's it, that's. I mean, yeah, it is very personal. I think you know some women. So so women will say like, "Talk to me," to say mm. something dirty, and then vulva. Yeah, but the, but then the, 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 <laughs> my fear behind it is always that I'm gonna say something that's make that's gonna make them go what? Yeah, like. <laughs> Some awful, super, you know, derogatory, uh, just really nasty, nasty shit. And then they just go, whoa. (laughs) Get out of me. Get your shit and go home. Get your shit. (laughs) Right? Like, Like, or like if I called you daddy. Yeah. As Not an, for you. As an actual father yeah, with no. a daughter, I get a little squicked out by yeah, that. Yeah, that squicks you out. Yeah, yeah. Not to yuck anyone's yum. No, no, no. There's a whole power dynamic mm, around that mm-hmm. that some people absolutely dig. I am not one of those people. Sure. But yeah, that's... That I mean, be- you are a zaddy. Okay, thank you. I learned that word this week and... <laughs> Dante is absolutely a zaddy. <laughs> you it? and Oscar Isaac. Oh, man. So TikTok recently updated their app to allow you to make folders now. And, oh, and, yeah. And you've, you've been going through your favorites and, and making it. And what, what do you have that one folder? What's it called? Baddies and zaddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It. The baddies are like hot women mm-hmm. or like hot takes by hot women. Yep. And then zaddies are like Keanu. Right. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Who else is a zaddy? Even like... A well-dressed Steve Carell would be like a zaddy. Yeah, he's come a long way from the from he the office of the forty-year-old oh, version. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Who else is a zaddy? Anderson Cooper. Yeah, would be a zaddy. Yeah, I think if you're thinking Silver Fox, I think Silver Fox and Zaddy are probably close yeah, synonyms. Yeah. I mean, I think a zaddy is a little cooler than a Silver Fox. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Fashion Santa would be a zaddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can find you can find Fashion Santa in the uh, Things We Love page from a few episodes ago. <laughs> So find a little sizzle reel. Why was I talking about this? You were talking about about talking dirty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were talking about dad, me calling you daddy, and mm-hmm. I and like no, 
No, that's not something that. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you, it's such it's such a, a, a tightrope to walk, isn't it? You don't want to say the wrong thing and have the worst that like for a woman to pull back and go, "I'm sorry, what?" And you're just like, oh, but I mean, shit. on the on the flip side, I find it equally disconcerting if the person is completely silent. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but like, what if? I mean, I and I guess it depends on the nature of the relationship. But like, if someone tells you they love you. I guess it depends on the relationship. It does depend on the relationship because if this is somebody you just randomly hooked up with. Or if they call you baby. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're at a glory hole and they tell you they love you, it's going to be like, <laughs> contextually, this is a little weird. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh, man. I think that that's, I mean, yeah, we started out talking about like soft dick versus hard dick. Mm-hmm. I think they both have their place in they the do. in the sexual lexicon. And I mean, there's I a do. couple of takeaways. Okay, let's let's do that. I think I think that if you approach your sexual encounters with an open mind and a willingness to learn, mm. putting your partner or partner's pleasure as a priority. I don't think you can go wrong. Fair enough. Yeah. Ask for instruction. There's sexy ways to do it. My takeaway is, and we kind of talked about this before, is that not every sexual encounter has to revolve around a hard dick. Mm -hmm. That a broad definition of sex and pleasure and arousal Mm -hmm. is going to not put as much pressure on that. Yeah. Especially if there is some nervousness Mm -hmm. and that you also don't really have ownership over that dick and where the arousal comes from really isn't super material no right yeah and i think i think that arousal belongs to that person like the autonomy sexual autonomy is a big part of what i like about more open relationships right is that you're allowed to have that. You're allowed to be aroused by things. You're allowed to borrow from different experiences and different thoughts and fantasies mm-hmm. in order to arrive at that sexual encounter with whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I understand the idea of like being responsible for somebody's erection. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I like being responsible for your orgasms too, but I don't take your jerking off as a personal affront. Right. So I think, yeah, just sort of relinquishing some of that sense of control and ownership over another person's arousal, desire, and pleasure and orgasm is maybe a good lesson. I think so. Yeah. Let us know what you think about all that. If you have something that you wish we knew send us a message on Instagram or shoot us an email at info at cheatingonfear.com. And we're on Instagram at cheatingonfear. Yep. You find yeah. us there. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Hope you enjoyed our 69th episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.